Hi, I'm Cam from the Nerdbook Review, where we strive to broaden your fantasy horizons. Today, we are going to be bringing you our favorite books of the year list. Um, Barry will have a quick little beginning part before he had to head off to a Christmas party, and the rest of it will be Chris and I speaking, uh, talking about our favorite books we read this year. This year has certainly been an eventful one for myself. Uh, we added a second baby not too long ago. Uh, we sold a house we had built only two years ago and bought a house built 70 years ago that had not had a remodel since 1972. So we tore out the entire kitchen, several walls in the, the kitchen, and are completely going new there. Not a builder by trade, so... Certainly been a learning experience for us, especially with a wife that was eight months pregnant when we started the remodel and a baby now with the, uh, as we start to finish up this round of the remodel. Um, with the move and the remodel, I did not get quite as many episodes in this year as we, as we would have hoped to, and I also had a little bit of trouble getting some of the reading in. Personally, I also expanded uh, business at work a little bit. Real life got in the way of the podcast a little bit. Hopefully next year, uh, things will be a little more settled down and we'll be able to get uh, to be a little more consistent for you guys. There are a ton of books that just barely missed this list. If you look on our ratings and reviews on Goodreads, then you'll see some of those other books that that were totally worthy, but maybe for one reason or another just didn't quite catch my fancy the way that the books on this list did. And I have a whole bunch of honorable mentions and then the uh, the few uh, actual winners of each category that I did. Um, I hope everyone has a great holiday season and we will get back to you with an episode that apparently I recorded in August and forgot all about uh, to start the year off. And then I will get some of the usual Spiffbo author interviews in. Uh, I did... Managed to get uh, interviews done for the books of at least two of the finalists and possibly four of the finalists for just books that I enjoyed on my own that I read um, outside of the competition. So, alrighty then, I will quit speaking at you. Um, I hope you guys have, once again, a great holiday and a happy new year, and we'll see you next year. Thanks. Hi, I'm Cam. I'm Barry. And I'm Chris. And this is the Nerdbook Review. We are going to be recording our end of year episode. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. The f- oh. oh. Oh no, Chris. <laughs> he has. You guys. We gotta. This second. I gotta get a picture of this. I'll post this on Twitter. Um, Barry, will you take the picture? I'm currently holding my daughter on my chest, so it's hard to get up and take a picture. And currently what's going on is, is Barry is taking a picture of Chris's Christmas sweater that he brought. Um, it's the Buffalo Bills Christmas sweater. The Apparently he likes being a loser. Uh, <laughs> builds character. <laughs> he builds character. Hey, I'm a Niners fan right now. The, the Niners, I'm just hoping they don't win another game and lose the first pick in the draft. <laughs> Because hopefully they can trade it. Because I don't think they need a quarterback. So maybe no. there's going to be maybe they can trade back and like rebuild Accumulate. the team. That, yeah, yeah. I mean they did have like three of their uh, Pro Bowl linebackers retire a couple years ago. Mm. One because he didn't want concussions. One because he was worried about concussions, and another one because he was worried about concussions. Didn't they lose one to like having an arsenal of like, AKs? And- okay. Well, I don't think it was the arsenal. I think it was the second time he beat his girlfriend up during the season that oh, they just okay, couldn't get too, over that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was Reuben Foster. That's the guy. Yeah, I think the Redskins picked him up, though. So there's that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dan Snyder. I mean, they, they just they, they beat Jerry Jones to the punchline, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, guys, I am sorry. We're gonna we're gonna try and get Barry in mostly first. He has a Christmas family gathering to go to. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Skags? <laughs> I'm doing great. I currently have a baby sitting sleeping on my chest. Excellent. Uh, she's good. There's another discussion that you don't have to hear too often, Chris. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't often hear. Mama's got to do some pumping. Yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of context for that. That'll there be isn't. No. Uh, yes, my wife needs to. Um, sh- obviously, we're breastfeeding, so she's got to pump a little bit so that I have some milk for when the baby wakes up and isn't angry because she's mm-hmm. taken Brand to his very first uh, birthday party. You know that he got invited to by a friend. Hey. Yeah. Okay, Barry. What are your favorite books of the year? Favorite books of the year. Okay, I got a list here. One of them I wrote. This is one of my big regrets, really. Not a huge regret, but um, I was just on the top of my list. I read it at the, in January of last year. It was Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke. I regret. I got you to read an Arthur C. Clarke book, and it wasn't the best. Oh, there and you go. And then I read Childhood's End, which was easily a five-star. Man, that's an amazing short book. I mean, it floored me how all the concepts. You could definitely see a lot of the same stuff in Three Body Problem. It was amazing. You gave that to me, and I read it and thoroughly enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Childhood's End, amazing book. Um, Just going down here. Um, Sandlin Ascends, that was the first time I ever listened to an audiobook. That was a great book. Um, I think I should read in print, though, because I'm way better at reading but with my eyes than my ears. Fair Um, enough. Another what one. You th- you, so that Sendlin Ascends is also on your favorites list. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a great book, man. It was just fascinating. I loved that like weird steampunk world, the Tower of Babel, the amazing writing. I mean, I mean, what's not to like about Sendlin Ascends, man? Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's the first book I've read as an actual recommendation of this podcast. Nice. Um, other really good books I liked. I mean, I'm big into history and biology, too. Uh, read The Worst Hard Time. That was about a historical account of people who stayed in the Dust Bowl during the Dust Bowl. Oh, geez. A lot of people, we think about the Dust Bowl, we think the Grapes of Wrath. But the Grapes of Wrath is about the people who ran away and went to California. Yeah, I mean, which is my family. That, that My family actually is was from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's why I have the one Choctaw great-grandma um, from the reservation in Oklahoma. And then they came to California mm-hmm. and now then up to Idaho. So, yeah, they were the leavers. Yeah, and I'm not casting dispersion on some How people who you? left. I mean, they were How the people who were probably had a little more intelligence, honestly. <laughs> but I don't know. They were the craftier just, ones. This is just, I mean, it's just amazing the things that people went through to survive. I mean, they canned Russian thistle and survived on that. Really? What else are you going to grow? Are you going to shoot rabbits and live off of that? Not many rabbits because there's not much for rabbits to eat. I mean, I was just amazed at just how unbelievably awful it was and the, the stubbornness of these people to stay all those years with no rain. Wow, that is crazy. That I didn't even think about that. flooring for me, really. <clears throat> and yeah, I guess another one I really liked this year was The, the Wind-Up Girl, and that's that. I just finished that one. That one's a really good book. I'm that's reading a couple history or biology ones right now about fish and logging in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Those should be good, too. But Yeah, I mean, that, that gets into your uh, biology, forestry background right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then The Wind-Up Girl, we're going to review The Wind-Up Girl. I'd completely forgotten about it. It won the Hugo and the Nebula, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep, and is a uh, a more prescient book. Couldn't be had based on the recent climate change report that we that just came out. <laughs> it is quite the book. Mm-hmm. It's post climate change. Yeah, oh boy, yeah. and set in Southeast Asia. I mean, it's yep. fascinating in every possible sense of the imagination. Yeah. All righty. So, Chris, yes. no, it's just two of us again now. What are your favorite... Oh, come on, baby. We don't need to be crying now. We got to make it. What is your? What are your favorite books of the year? Do you have, like... And, and before we actually maybe necessarily name it, do you have, like, one clear winner? Or do you uh, have... You know, I have, I have two mm-hmm. that are neck and neck. Okay. Um, uh... As far as, yes, yeah, as far as what I read this year, mm-hmm. and also both of them were published this year. Uh-huh. Um, yes, two. Okay. Two that are neck and neck, and I, it's tough to make that decision. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, because for me this year... <laughs> You're going to a birthday party? Whose birthday is it? Zane's. Zane? Yeah? You're going to Billy Zane's birthday party? Oh, man. I'm gonna see if I can put her. That's down. pretty She's awesome. Probably not gonna let me put her down, but we're gonna. I'm gonna give it a shot. If I knew more about Billy Zane's body of work, I would discuss <laughs> Billy, Zane. Billy Zane. But the only thing I know Billy Zane from is that that wacky 20 minute preview of a Wheel of Time show that never happened. Oh my god! Is that not <laughs> well, was he like Ishmael or? Yes. This is insane. <laughs> So apparently Bran is going to Billy Zane's birthday party <laughs> right now. No, the kid's first name is Zane. It's a pretty cool name. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me this year, I have a long shot favorite um audiobook like that i've 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 listened to mostly like audiobooks that like the wheel of time right now because yeah. i'm you know seventh go through on the series so it's not like i need to pay attention at all times mm-hmm. um i i don't i try not to get like super in-depth audiobooks generally because yeah. i need to be able to read to focus but i did have one there um and then i just read a ton of really good books i did something different this year um, especially like with the self-published ones, I just stopped. If I didn't like a book, especially self-published, I like 10, 20% in, I just stopped reading it. Yeah. I emailed the author and said, if you want me to keep reading this, you're going to get a bad review. Do you want that bad review? And most of the time they were totally like, you know what? No, I understand. Not for you. And I sure. didn't do it like in a jerk way. I did it like saying, hey, not for me. So um, I mostly only finished books that I really liked. For the most part this year yeah and so a lot of you know i'm i have like a my list is going to be a little crazy this year compared to last year where i had a few uh the dragon's legacy by deborah wolf um that one was a big favorite for me last year and then um md presley's the woven ring although was that yeah. was that did that come out last year or was that at the very end of the year before um I don't know as far as a published date. Yeah, okay. But I read it a lot. So, yeah. So, The Woven Ring was also, like, way up there on my... That was my favorite self-published book last year. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was awesome. Yep. So, um, Chris, give me some of your favorites this year. Okay. I don't know how some you break of my it down. favorites. Let's see. I'm going to... Well, how about... Uh, should we... Should we genreize it? 
Yeah, sure. I've I'm a cat. I've got categories, categories myself, like self-published, sure, uh, traditional sci-fi stuff like that. Okay, so however you want to do yours. Um, let's start with sci-fi. Okay. Um, I don't think that I read any sci-fi that was published in 2018. But if okay. we're talking just what I read in 2018, uh, Death's End by. Hmm, Jin Lu? <laughs> uh, yeah, I okay, Death's the, End. Yeah, Death's End, the third book mm. in uh the, the three body problem. Yeah, which we uh, did Remembrance of Earth's Past, I think yeah. is the name of that. Uh that book was just crazy. Okay. And it was fantastic. Yeah, and that's your final. Yeah. Um my this sci-fi is the only category for me that I don't have like a, a, a honorable mentions as well as my favorite. Uh-huh. For me, this one's an easy one, and this is more of like a um, this is definitely on the space opera side as opposed to the hard uh, sci-fi like what you had. Yes. Uh, for me, a big ship at the edge of the universe by Alex White. Which, where I said uh, I didn't read any science fiction published in 2018. <laughs> you lied. Though. I kind of don't count. It's big ship as yeah, okay. that, but I'll give yeah. it to you because that book was a lot of fun. Yes, and it's going to also be, um, it's right up, it's one of my co winners of the most fun books I read this year. Yep. I read the second book also already, um, and it's out now. Yeah, I just got that in the mail yep. uh, the other day. Yeah. I'll be getting to that mm, probably January. Yeah, and uh, I got, I read it, um, I got the arc, and so I read that. And it's so funny because it's a really good book. It's still entertaining, um, but I loved a big ship so much. I almost dropped the second <laughs> one to a four star because of like how much I liked the first one. You know, weird, but it's, okay. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like if I know if, if the first book is my is in my you know is one of my two or top three favorites of the year, yeah. then I read the second one, and you know, inevitably some of that initial like funness of getting into the series for the first time is gone. Yeah. Um, and then also, also they do something different that are not different, but traditional that I don't care for where you review the, what happened in the first book with the characters during the course of the second book. I like it. Uh, I like I these days. I like a quick, um, even if it's a chapter at the previously, be- previously on a big ship at the edge of the universe. Yeah. And then you don't have to get into that. Well, and that happens in this, and that's just a weird pet peeve of mine. And it happens in a majority of books. Yeah, almost you know? every yeah. series. But a lot of the indie books we've been reading, they don't. They do like a. They're able to have that because it's not something that the publisher needs them to have. You know. Sure. And I I love that. Yep. So big ship sci-fi. Okay, what's your next category or genre? Um. You know, Goodreads had this category. I doubt that you will, but uh, graphic novel. Did not. And the only reason that I want to throw this in here is because it's something that I thoroughly enjoy and love. Was uh, the graphic novel for The Adventure Zone, Here There Be Gerblins. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I definitely have, do not have this one. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a graphic novel based on a D&D play uh podcast oh yeah okay by uh the McElroy family uh who do my brother my brother and me and sawbones and uh <laughs> wonderful and just a giant variety of podcasts uh but it's a it's a it's three brothers and their dad playing D&D and they did a graphic novel based on the first arc of that campaign oh okay and it's it's hilarious 
and it's a lot of fun to see that happening uh, just on on page. But I would highly recommend listening to the Adventure Zone. It's amazing. So that's my uh, that's my graphic novel recommendation for the year. All right, slight baby grabbing. <laughs> now we're alone, just Chris and I and the baby. So uh, now that Bran is off at his show. Okay, so Chris, I do not have a an equivalent novel for you. <laughs> um, what's your next category? Um. Categories or Let's, genre? Uh, I mean, a lot of the rest of what I read was fantasy. So if you have more categories, okay. then maybe I can just piggyback on those. Okay. So I'm gonna go. My first category is self-published fantasy. Okay. So, oh come on, baby. Um, if we can get through it, I might take a minute break. But um, so I'm gonna go with. I have a long list on mine. I'm going to do, uh, without any real description, I'm going to give my honorable mention. Uh, I've got The Blighted City by Scott Kalen. Read that earlier in the year. Um, I really like that it has a non-traditional ending where basically the big climax of the scene happens about 80% in, and then you got to get to see the aftermath after huh. that. I kind of thought something I would want every time, but um, really liked. But it worked with yeah, that Yeah, it one. worked for that one. Warlock Sun Rising by Damian Black. I read this one like the first week of January. <laughs> so um, it's basically, um, as I have ran, droned on in, at length in the past, I have a degrees in history and theology. And basically, if I had asked Damian to write me a series of books, this would be what would perfectly fit my background. <laughs> so I uh, understand those ones aren't for everybody, but I really like the series. Then I'm going to go with Aching God by Mike Schell. That, uh, was, that was a good one. Really good. Hoping that one ends up as a finalist. Oh, jeez. Come on, baby. Ho hoping that one ends up as a finalist in Spiffbo. Uh, we'll find out pretty quick. Yep. Um, non-traditional non -traditional protagonist with uh, PTSD. Really like that. Yep. And then lastly, Dirk Ashton's uh, second Paternus novel. Uh, favorite... Er my favorite urban fantasy. God damn it, baby! I'm gonna take a break for a second. Yeah, no problem. My my favorite urban fantasy series. Um, I'll let you give your list of, if you have any of those. Um. Well, I would say for uh, for self published, I don't uh, I don't actually know um, publication dates. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Sorry. So with that in mind, uh, I read the first Paternus by Dirk Ashton and would definitely throw that at or toward the top. So, so much information. Uh, I mean, it is an information dump with a plot, but it, but for some reason it worked so well. Uh, I know I spent, uh, I would put it down and have to Google uh weapons and lore and uh music because he mentions uh guitar like guitar work oh, yeah. and songs and i was like wait okay so i know the name green sleeves but i don't remember which song that is so i'd have to go and google that there is so much information in those books and uh, but i really enjoyed that so uh yeah so the f no it's all right 
So the uh, the first Paternus by Dirk Ashton, definitely. All right, well, while Cameron is off taking care of a uh, fussy baby, I'll just make a few honorable mentions. Uh, also in the self-published arena, uh, it was very early in the year that I read Heart of Stone by Ben Galley. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, let's see. While I was in Belize, I read uh, some of the Ties That Bind trilogy by Rob Hayes. Fantastic. Uh, Not too long ago, we had the pleasure of doing some beta reading for The Glass Dagger, uh, the third book in Soul's Harvest by M.D. Presley. Great book. Uh, Really uh, really enjoying that series and looking forward to, uh, I guess, everybody else getting a chance to read that one. And more fussy baby. Oh, and then I suppose it doesn't count anymore, but uh, 2018, we read The Gray Bastards. Oh, God. Which I guess doesn't count as self published anymore. Uh, it but. is. No, it's in my most fun category, <laughs> but. And it's my uh, co winner for most fun, but not self published since I didn't read it till after it was already by Orbit. True. So, Chris, I think I interrupted you. I think were you on an honorable mention thing of yours? Yeah, I uh, I threw down a few honorable honorable mentions for self published. Sounds good. Um, then what about traditionally published epic fantasy? I have that on my or just tra- traditionally public fantasy. One of the big big groups for the most part, or some of the smaller ones even. What are you throwing in that category? Uh, my honorable mentions are Red Sister by Mark Lawrence. Love that series. Um, Deborah Wolf's second novel, Forbidden City, the second one in that um, um, in that series. Then I'm gonna throw this is one that I actually think it's the second book is better, and the first book was in my top three of last year, but it, it's gonna only be honorable mention this year for weird reasons. Um, Bloody Rose by Nicholas Eames. I actually <laughs> think it's a better novel than Kings of the Wild. But Kings of the Wild was just a fun, fun read for me. And not that this one wasn't, but it was a little more serious, you know? Like, it made it was a more well-rounded book, but it just didn't quite have that, like, fun factor that, like, say, um, well, that Kings of the Wild did for me, you know? Yeah, it was thematically darker. And, I mean, since you bring it up, uh, I mentioned earlier that I have two favorites on the year, and Bloody Rose is one of those. Okay. I am a, such a huge fan of the band series <laughs> and this book, uh, it where Kings of the Wild in a way was uh, like a, where, a VH1's Where Are They Now? Uh-huh. It, that's pretty much, yeah. Bloody Rose was uh, like behind the scenes on a tour. Uh-huh. It was what was going on during. Uh, during a a touring band's life on the road and i don't know maybe uh, maybe it hit me as a musician yeah where that's what i wanted (laughs) you know that's like every time that i played in a dingy basement for 30 people Uh like i wanted to be playing that arena where you know where stories are being made and your (laughs) debauchery is out there and that I think that that hit that yeah. re- hit really close to home to uh, you know my dreams. So yeah, 
So yeah, so for me, like I said, Bloody Rose is in my, um, you know, top group. Um, but then, um, but it's just not quite there for me. It's gonna be uh, Master Assassins by Robert Reddick. Excellent book. I just it was a book. I sat down and it's like five hundred pages, but I read it in a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lo- it was so much fun. It took that kind of that that spot that last year Kings of the Wild did for me for these traditional published novels that um it you know and it doesn't really have anything to do with actually assassins if it had been uh, actually about assassins then it would have been way lower you know I I read I had my assassins books you know that uh um but the yeah it was the like just two brothers, you have one that's like crazy that reminds me of like of your brother, my brother, that's, yeah, in some ways. That's why uh, you <laughs> connecting so well to this book is uh, funny for me to see yeah. because it very much is, uh, what was it Mechtu? Yeah, is that the the? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I do see the the your and your brother's dynamic. Yeah. in those two. Yeah, and I really felt that, like you know, me being the like one that would have been more serious, trying to pull him out of like what his mouth. Yep. You know, and I mean, the, an actual comment my brother's made to me of like when I'm like, why did you do that? Don't you ever have that voice in your head that just tells you to do something and you just can't resist it? No, no I don't have that no. voice, but. This is, but one of the brothers did have that voice yeah. in his head. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Master Assassins was probably my uh, that book for me. Except that I have one more that's going to be non-traditional, and my favorite book that was by a publisher this year, Jade City. Okay. By Fonda Lee, not a traditional fantasy novel by any means. Mm-hmm. I I do want to read that one. It is. Uh, it is moving up my list very quickly and I, i will probably have that read within within the first quarter of next year okay um i and i'm gonna throw in just as far as traditional publishing uh fantasy uh the poppy war okay by rebecca kwong yeah and it was very good yeah but for me that one's gonna just miss out in the in this category for mm-hmm. me like it's on that cusp for me sure but I don't necessarily know that I enjoyed reading it as much because <laughs> it's, it's dark and yeah there is uh, and enjoyed a is a subjective term yeah. when it comes to that book yeah but Jade City if you have not read Jade City um, it basically they make up or J- Fonda Lee makes a world that could be like anywhere from like the 1960s or 70s all the way to the 80s um, technology wise that's completely made up on her you know but like really has that southeast asian maybe japan taiwan feel and um with like a mafia but gets the fantasy element in there with the magic uh from the green bones the their use of the uh, like a magical jade just from this island i'm super cool uh i cannot wait to read the second book in the series um so um you mentioned already uh bloody rose but what was your other you said you had two yeah uh so competing with Bloody Rose is my favorite book that I read in 2018 is, uh, um, well, King of Assassins, okay. uh, the Wounded Kingdom series by yeah. R.J. Barker. Uh, wow. That book. The finish to that the, trilogy. The finish to that trilogy. Like I, I got to the final page of that. And do you know that meme of Shia LaBeouf? 
sitting in an empty theater that's and he stands up and he just emphatically <laughs> applauds like that's i want i needed to put that book down and stand up and just applaud to my empty living room and my cat hated it and <laughs> that book was great okay i have to finish that series off then. you do okay. uh, that i highly recommend doing that the uh each one i felt like got better as they went and the way that he finishes it i i didn't expect it and it was it was like uplifting and heartbreaking at the same time nice it was it was incredible <laughs> nice so um i have one other um book before i get to my absolute favorite single book of the year mm-hmm. um that's going to be Age of Myth by Michael J. Sullivan. Not okay. published this year, but is hands down the single best audiobook I have ever listened to in my life. Now, for the most part, I prefer like re-going re over old books on audiobook, but yeah. the um but this book is like really satirical and and funny. Um there's a lot of like absurdity to it, you know, that and it has a, a British narrator who kind of has got me in the Monty Python feel almost, you know, of things. Hmm. Um, the dialogue is just absurd, you know, and it's hilarious. Uh, it is basically like set like early humanity. Humans are the by far the least advanced of the three, the dwarves, the elves and the humans, you know. Uh -huh. um, they think that the elves are actually gods. Because they live so long that, well, you know, generations of humans have seen the same elf, you know, appearing not to age. And they're faster than humans and, like, you know, like better reflexes. Yeah. So none of, and then one, one man manages to kill one of the elves uh, with the help of another human, actually, that actually hits the elf over the back of the head with a rock. And then he, the other guy stabs him. <laughs> so, uh, but, and it starts off a big, like, war between the races that you just do not expect. Like, it's just so funny. Um, mm. And book two is really good as well, but it's way more serious, like a traditional one. Yeah. So, like, I wish I'd read book two. But I'm going to go with um, Age of Myth by Michael Sullivan. It's just, like, my favorite audiobook um, that I've ever listened to. Huh. And so it's going to have to be up there somewhere, you know, of my favorite books I read this year. Yeah. Um, what's your other winner for... Oh, you, you did the two. King, yeah, the Bloody two. Rose, sorry. Bloody Rose. So Bloody Rose. And, and King of Assassins. Yeah. All right, this is an edit in right here. I recorded this a day after Chris and I recorded, but I had a baby who was very, very fussy while I was recording the best of episode, and I forgot one of my uh, three or four favorite books of the year, and I want to include that in there. It will be in the traditional published category. Uh, it was Priest of Bones by Peter McLean. Um, it's a grimdark novel set in a city after... Um, the P uh, major war and about late renaissance technology level. Um, it is uh, Thomas Piety and his brother, the Pious Boys uh, gang. They come back from the war where they've been fighting and they find that their um, criminal, gang, er, criminal enterprise has been taken over by um, someone else while they were away at war. And the book is mostly them coming back and taking back their, uh, their criminal enterprises from the people who took it away from them. It deals with PTSD as well. Most of the guys that will be in the gang were soldiers that fought in Piety's, um, under his command and his company. And uh, the way I describe this one is Lies of Locke Lamora if Mark Lawrence had written it. So uh, that kind of intrigue that Lies of Locke Lamora has 
but where it is sparse um, in the style of Mark Lawrence. So instead of being 700 pages long, it's about 400 pages long. I love the book. Um, I'm going to put it right there with Jade City and City of Kings as my probably top three for the year. So um, just editing this one in there since I forgot to do that yesterday while the baby was doing a lot of fussing and a feuding. All right. Thank you. Then I'm going to go with my absolute winner. This is going to come from the self-published category as well. Mm. Uh, City of Kings by Rob Hayes. All right. I, man, it just, I loved the book. I, from the very, like, there was no question that it was going to be that five plus for me from the very beginning. Yep. Um, it really, you know, has that, all the categories like the, that I would look for in my traditional, like, reading style, you know, of being more grimdark. Yeah. Um, having, you know, main characters do die. The, uh, it's a city siege, which I generally don't like, but it's, it's done from the micro view. It's not from the general, yeah. like, tr- um, directing it. The, the people, it's chaotic. They're fighting in they're in the melee you know like they're worried about dying randomly like i just felt like it captured the the bleakness and randomness of actually fighting in a battle mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh, just the chaos yeah. of it the uh yeah yeah so chris you had your top two are uh city <laughs> king of assassins sorry your top two are king of bloody rose were bloody my rose. two favorite yeah. books that okay. i read this year and if we're if i'm gonna throw all my you know favorites in one spot we got city of kings by rob hayes master assassins by robert reddick uh, jade city by fonda lee and a big ship at the edge of the universe by alex white yes uh, i did forget one more but when the baby started crying on my honorable <laughs> mention though orconomics by zach pike okay which is a finalist in spiffpo and i think is the best uh, satire novel that i've ever read that is uh next on okay. my list i'm i'm in the middle of uh kings of paradise which so far is it's hard to put down and i was i was dark, reading it, it before i came over here and was like ah, i gotta get in this last little bit before i leave yeah and then orconomics will be next because okay. yes i could use a a lighter oh. uh, lighter read after yeah. kings of paradise yeah i think my problem with kings of paradise was is that it was about my fifth grimdark in a row and it's the if there's zero question that this is a grimdark novel, like I, if someone it lets you know it immediately, yeah. If someone, if someone is, wants to argue grimdark, <laughs> uh, eating a baby in the opening scene, <laughs> like the opening paragraph, the opening paragraph, the main character is eating a baby. Now, if it gets, <laughs> if you can find more grimdark than that, then I don't want to read that novel. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, but I do think it's a great... I can't wait for book two. I, I really want to read book two in the series. Yeah. So, anyways, all right then. Well, Chris, thank you, and mm-hmm. let's do one more uh, one more round if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. 